Welcome everyone to the Ave Torah Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Daf Tet Vav. We will begin on Yud Dal Amor Bet, towards the bottom of the page, at the Gemara, at the bottom of the page. The Mishnah had mentioned that there's a machloket between uh, Tanakama and Ben Azai. How many Chotamot there are? Again, the Chotamot are these seals, which when someone wants to buy from the dispensary, at the Beit HaMikdash, something, he gives uh, money to the seal guy, and the seal guy gives him the seals, and he goes with the seals to get, to pick up his uh, products from the dispensary, and then at the end of the day, they, they work out their cheshbon together, the, the seal guy and the product guy. And of course, the Beit HaMikdash never loses out. Um... So we're asking why the why according to Ben Azai, Chal Dal Lama, why would he have? So the difference between the two of them was was there according to Kama, there was one for Choteh, which was a mitzora, and according to Ben Azai, there was two for Choteh, two types of Chotams, one for Choteh rich and one for Choteh poor. Now. Really, there's two machlokas between them. One is that he holds that that you write on it in Aramaic; you don't write on it in Hebrew. And two is he holds there's only one for the for the mitzora, and he adds another one, okay, for for the mitzora who's poor and for the mitzora who's rich. So why was the different ones? What says the Gemara? Hayamevi lugo imo, because. A, a poor guy would bring the extra lug of oil together with him. Right? Beram, Berabaran, Mevi Gidi. Okay, so basically, what what happened would be that he would know there was a, a extra log of of oil that would have to go on the the thumbs and the big toes of the mitzorah, and uh, a poor guy would bring it with him. Okay, that's the understanding. And according to the Rabbanan, he would bring the Gidi, and that would get him an extra thing of Lug. And therefore, since he got an extra Lug with the Gidi, so he wouldn't need to get a, a, a separate thing. Okay. Now, Niske Rachel Bekama. When you have a Rachel, which is a type of uh, animal, uh, Eli, you, when I, as I go through the animals, do you mind translating uh, what animal each one is? So Rachel is a sheep, is that what they're saying over there? It says an ewe. An ewe, E-W-E-W, an ewe is a female sheep, okay? Niske Rachel Bekama. How much do you have to bring? 
right? If if you have a uh, an ewe, which is a uh, um, a fully grown sheep, okay, Fe- a grown female sheep. We can learn it from what, what says in the Mishnah. Gidi mishamesh nechsetzon. It says in the Mishnah that a gidi, a goat, uses nisketzon, uses the the libations. Is that what it says? Libations over there of sheep. Gidolim uktanim, whether they're big or small. Zicherim urekivot, male or female. Hadamri nisketachel kinesket gidi. So we see from here that the Pourings for a ewe is the same as for a goat. Did I say that right, Eli? Yeah. Say the word nesachim. I guess that means pouring, right? Yes. As it says, As it says, this is what we'll do for uh, the, the one shor or one ayil <coughs> or to a seh whether it's sheep or goat. Now, a se is a, is, is a lamb. Is that what they're saying? A se is a ram, not a lamb. A ram by on the goats or the sheep? Is that what it is? A ram by the goats? A kid is a little goat. No, Isle is a ram. Isle is a ram, sorry, yeah, yeah. Okay. A se is a kid. Either by, whether it's a type of sheep or a type of goat. Good. Now, we're going to go through a lot of these uh, types of animals. That's why you got to keep track of them. We're not exactly, we don't, you know, we don't grow up on farms, so we're, we're not like we're familiar so much with, with all the different types. Oh, here's Ivan. Let's add him in. I got it. Ivan, you with us? Ivan, you with us? Okay, Eli, you still there? Yeah, I'm here, here. Excellent. Okay. Uh, Why does the Pasuk say for the Shor Ha'echad? We see that there's no difference between the, the Nesachim that you do for a calf and Nesachim we do for a Shor. A calf is a, is a cow in the first year. And a short is a cow that already got to its second year. Shaya Bedin, because you would have thought, whether whether it's a sheep, it requires uh, libations. Since we see that there's a difference between what you do for a lamb and what you do for a ram, right? A lamb and a ram is a baby sheep and a large sheep. You might have thunk. There should be a difference between a calf and a shor. That's what the pasuk tells us. This is what you do for one shor. We see there's no difference between a the, the age of the of the ox makes no difference. All the ayil. Why does it say in the rest of the pasuk or for a ram? You might have thunk. If there's a difference between uh, a one-year-old lamb and a two-year-old ram, maybe there should be a difference also in two and three years old. Teach you 
that all ayahs are the same. Even if, yes, there's a difference between one and two, but no difference between two and three. The Pasuk continues and says it's the same Nisachim for a seh. How do we translate seh, uh, Eli? A kid. A kid. Among the sheep. You might have thunk. If there's a difference between between the pourings of a of a lamb and a ram, let's say there should be a difference between a female lamb and an ewe. Tamud lomar is that? Did I say that right, Eli? Tamud lomar all la seba kisavim. That's why it says all la seba kisavim. Same thing. All by zim lamen. Why do you have to mention the goats? If between a lamb and a ram, maybe there should be a difference between a gidi, a goat, and a tayish. What's a tayish? Eli? You're not there. Can't go upstairs when we're using you, Eli. I know, but Okay. Tayish, yes. Tayish, okay, yes. A Kayish is a between a, a male kid goat. Male kid goat? What's a what's a gidi? Of, of a goat. Uh, oh, he goat and a male kid goat. I, I'm assuming that's different years of the same thing. It, it connects the, the youngest of the goats to the to the oldest of the goats. Just like the youngest of the goats needs three lug of wine, so too this one needs three lug of wine. Now, in the Mishnah we said that on the... Still bothering you the shoulder, Binyamin? Everyone has to dive for Binyamin, it gets better. Okay. Uh, the shoulder's bothering him for a while already, had you? Okay. Can you have him in mind, Harry, okay? Good. Now, we said on the on the on the paper on the things it said uh, every day what day it was. The pasuk, the Mishnah says that when you buy the chotam from the guy and you go give it to the other guy, it wouldn't just say that you bought. Besides for saying that you bought uh, a gdi, it would also say welcome, Joey. It would also say what day you bought it. Okay, like Tuesday. This way, no one else could use it. That's what the Mishnah says, right? We we don't want someone. If let's say a guy, let's say you, let's say you bought the. Remember, remember the system, right? You, the system was you go to guy A in the Beit Hamikdash, you pay him the fifty dollars, and he gives you he gives you a, a gdi, right? He gives you a, a, a seal that says gdi. Then you go with that seal to guy B, right? Then you go with the seal to guy B, and he, give him the seal, and he gives you the stuff. Okay? Now, one of the things that says the Mishnah is that on the seal, it said the name, it said the day, Tuesday. This way, you couldn't use it on a different day. Okay? We don't want someone to find it, and then use it for the next day, next week, and just, next day, and use it. So, say, Why doesn't the, maybe the guy would save the Wednesday seal and use the Wednesday seal next week? If a guy loses his seal that says Wednesday Gdi 
and someone else finds it, and he knows he has to bring a carbon, why aren't we worried <coughs> that he'll bring next Wednesday the same thing, and he'll, he'll steal someone else's stuff? It says, besides for saying the day, it also says the name of the Mishmar. So since Mishmar means the, the rounds of Kwanim, the Kwanim had uh, families that have, each one has a different week in the Beit HaMikdash. And therefore, since on the seal it also says the names of the families, so you'd only be able to use it on Tuesday of this family. So when are you going to get that? Come again, right? Kamara says, Maybe they'll wait for the same Mishmar to come around six months later. Right? Why don't they just wait for the same... Let's say you, you go walking down the street and you find a, a seal that someone lost that says on it, Gidi for the family of Albert Cohen. Okay. On t- uh, and Tuesday. So you wait till Albert Cohen comes back six months later. His, his family comes back six months later. And you wait till the Tuesday, and you go, and you pick up your, your, your free Nisachim. Mara says, no, we're not worried about either. Shem Hayom, Shem HaShabbat, V'Shem Chod, Shem Ketuvav. It would say the name of the week, the day, and the Chodesh on it. And therefore, it's very, very hard to find. You'd have to wait a bunch of years to come back to get your, your free wine, because it doesn't come out. Even if you wait till the Albert Cohen's family comes back, it won't be the same week. You'd have to wait a couple of years till they come back on the same week. Doesn't pay to wait that long, and therefore we're not worried about that. Okay, brand new Mishnah. You with us, uh, Joe? Um, well, no, Mishnah is on Ted Vav Amunalf. You see it? Yes. Says the Mishnah. There were two rooms in the Mikdash. Achat, one of them, Lishkat Chashaim. Ah, Jeffrey, welcome. One was the Lishkat Chashaim. Chashaim is the secret room. And one was the room of the Kerim, of the vessels. Now, what would they do in these two rooms? Lishkat Chashaim, the secret room. People who were scared of sin would put money there secretly. And Aniyim from good families, if you ever have Aniyim that come from good families, they would go be able to go and take money from there secretly. Aristocratic. Yeah. Aristocratic family means they're good families that we know that they're good people. Okay? Lishkat <clears throat> What is killing? What is the, the, the room for the utensils? Anyone who um, <clears throat> donated a type of vessel, let's say he donated a broom or a brush or a, 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 a bowl or a vase to the Beit HaMikdash, he would throw it in there. Once every 30 days, the uh, guys in charge would open it. Anything that we need for the Beit HaMikdash, they would leave it around to use it. Anything we don't need for the Beit HaMikdash, we would sell it. And the money would go to the maintenance fund. Okay? So there's two rooms. Now, once we're talking about this Lishkat Chashain, 
which is the place where they put the tzedakah for the good people, right? Right? That was a type of what they call Matan Basetir. Have you ever heard of the organization Matan Basetir? They take their uh, name from this Gemara. The Gemara says, Rabbi Yaakov Ba'idi, Rabbi Yitzchak Ba'nachman, Havon Parnasin. They, these two rabbis, were in charge of tzedakah money. Havon Yavin, Rabbi Chama Ba'avoy, Rabbi Yoshua Dinar, Hu Yahav Le'lechoranin. They would give the money to Rav Chama Avoy, the Rabbi Yeshua, and he would give out the money. Now, the reason why he would give out the money because there were some people who were embarrassed to take the money from the Gabai Sadaqah because everyone knows the Gabai Sadaqah. But this other big rabbi that no one's really looking at, they would take money from easily. And they would give the money to him and he would give it out. There was a Chayyar Chatner de Rablevi, Hayuakol Melizin Alav. There was a Chayyar who was the son in law of Rablevi. Everyone. would talk about him, they would say, he doesn't need tzedakah, and yet he takes tzedakah all the time. When he died, they checked his records, and they found out that he was giving all the money to, to, to Aniim, who were embarrassed to take it. So even he was taking money, no one knew why he was taking the money, and they found out. He would give out mitzvot, meaning tzedakah, at night, in order to keep the aniim dignity. They didn't have credit cards in those days. You're referring to these two different rooms. One room is the room for the machzita shekel, where the money goes for trumat where the taking it out to use for korbanot. There's another room called the room of the chashain, which is only for tzedakah, not for people. Yeah. Another room in the Beit HaMikdash. You with us? Chadzman Paghu Rubhon de Ruchia. One time, the head of the demons met him at night. He's walking around at night, and the head of the demons meets him. Amaleh lo ken alfin rabbi. Didn't you learn that you shouldn't encroach on your neighbor's property? The night is my property. I'm the charge of the demons, and you're encroaching on my night because you're walking around giving tzedakah in my nighttime. It says that if you give secretly, it takes away the anger, and therefore I should be immune to you. Because I'm giving things secretly. He was scared of me and he ran away. Okay. It doesn't say praise the person who gives to the poor. Praise is the one who is wise to the poor. He doesn't just do the mitzvah. He checks out how to do the mitzvah. A wise man, don't just be giving to the Dao. You have to be wise to the Dao. When he would see a poor man from a good family who was losing money, 
היה אומר לו, he would say to him, בני, my son, בשביל ששמעתי שבת ירושלים במקום אחר. I heard that you're going to get money from an inheritance that fell to you. Two, so take it now. You'll pay it back from the, from the inheritance that you just got. I heard that you're getting money. Once he took it, he would tell him, it's a gift, you don't have to give it back. So he would go to families that are not used to... T- families that will take, he'll give it to them. But families that are, sometimes it's very hard when you have families that used to be wealthy and now they're poor, it's hard for them to take and they might, might need it desperately and they won't take. So he would think of these ways to give them to take the money. Okay. Chia bar Abba it havu sabin biyomanae mandi yahayv yohonlon he had some old people in his times who would only take Siddhaka between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Uh, if it was afterwards, they wouldn't take anything because they said that it's the new year and uh, we're already going to get the money from the new year. Whatever Hashem was gozer on us after Kippur, we're not taking any money from nobody. But they were taking in between. In between, they would take it. Nehemiah is shichim. Nehemiah was the guy who used to who used to dig the wells. We had him in yesterday's daf. Pagabu Yushami echad. He met a certain guy from Yushami. Amale zakaimi chadatanagolam. So the guy told him, "Give me a uh, a hen for my seuda." He was used to eating hens, and he asked for a tiny goal for the thing. Now, in the old, olden days, the chicken was more expensive than meat. He says, here is a coin to buy a little piece of meat. Right? So he bought a piece of meat, he ate it, and he died, because he wasn't used to eating meat. And Nehemiah would, would, would call out and yell, Bo, come and give a eulogy to the guy that I killed. So he was blaming himself that he went cheap on the guy and didn't give him what he was used to. Nachum Ishgamzu, another tragic story. Hayamalik Dorin the Bet Hamim. He was bringing a lot of food to his father in law's house as a gift. Pagabu Mukashkinikad, a person a, a, a diseased person met him. Amalani told him, Zakaimaditba, give me something of what you have. Amale Mahzor. He says, when I come back from my father, I'll give it to you. Khazad he came back, Ashkhamit. He found he was dead. And he said while he was standing there. The eyes that saw you and didn't have, didn't give you anything, should be blinded. My hands, the hand that didn't stretch out to give it to you should be cut off. 
the feet that didn't run to give it to you should be broken. And it all happened to him. Salikli Gabriel of Akiva, and Akiva went to visit his Rebbe, Nachumish Kamzu, this rabbi. Amale Oili, Shaniro Eot, Rabkach, woe is to me that I see you like this. Amale, so Nachumish Kamzu told Rabbi Akiva, Oili, Shenata, Roeotik, Bekach, woe is to me if you didn't see me like this. Amale, Maat Mikalini. Why are you cursing me? Oh, he, he's telling your bekeeper that I want to see. I want to see you like this. He wants to see him like this. I, I hope to see you like that. So bekeeper says, "Why are you cursing me?" Amale uma at He says, "You don't love Yisurin. You don't love to get uh, um, punishments from Shemaim. Then it, clean, it takes away all your averot. Why don't you want it?" Now there's other, there's other stories. Nachumish comes to the famous rabbi. Yes. Um, he died. Rabbi Kiva also died with a lot of Yisurim. That is true. He got a lot of Yisurim when he died. Now, there are many stories that rabbis are in troubles, and other rabbis come to them and says, uh, "You don't want the Yisurim?" They say, "No, I don't want them. I don't want them, and I don't want their reward." They never say, "I don't want them." They they say, "I don't want them and their reward," which means I understand there's plenty of reward in getting troubles, and I don't want either. And the rabbi took them out. Okay, fine. Okay, we'll take off to Yisurim. But uh, it seems like Nechumish Gamzu wasn't on that program. He said, yeah, I want them. And I want to get rid of this Avero, and he, 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 he took care of it. Okay. If Hosea Rabba, the great Rav Hosea, Hayara Be Debre Chad Sagi Nora. So his son's Rebbe was blind. Vayalif and every day Hosea would eat with him every day to respect him. One time he had guests and he couldn't go eat with him. In the after in the evening, he went to the guy's house to excuse himself. Amalei told him, Please, Rabbi, don't get upset at me. Begin to have the and I had guests today, the Amrit, and I said to myself, I don't want them to um to not respect you properly. Begin that's why I didn't eat with you today. Amale. So the 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 it seems like that the, the Rebbe of his kid had been insulted and now felt comforted. So he says, You comforted somebody who is seen and doesn't see. He was blind, so he is seen and he does not see. Then the chami, the one who sees and isn't seen, should accept your tefillah. Meaning, the same way you comforted me, Hashem, who sees and is not seen, should be comforted by you. Amalas, or Hosha said, Hadam Minachlach, where did you hear this beautiful tefillah from? Amalas, Mir Belezben Yaakov, Belezben Yaakov al Chad de Sagi Nahor al Kateh. One time a blind man who was poor came to Belezben Yaakov's town. 
And Rezbeikov put him right next to him. He sat him down right next to him. This way the people said, If he wasn't a great man, Rezbeikov wouldn't sit him next to him. So they took care of him, and they figured they found him a good job that uh, gave him a nice, respectable living. Amalon, so they, he asked them, Mauachin, what is this? What do you want? I get such a beautiful thing. Amalu, Rebezgo sat next to you. He didn't even know that he sat next to him because he was blind. Vitzali Aloy Hadat Salut, and he made this prayer about him. You did chesed to the one who is seen and doesn't see. The one who sees and isn't seen, he can do chesed with you. Okay. Everyone with us over here? Okay. They were going in the shul in Lud. How much money did our fathers put in making this building? How how many lives did your fathers put in this building? Aren't there people who could, could have learned Torah with the money instead of spending it on this beautiful building? So, it seems like even though it's a nice zikhut to have a big shul, more important is to use the money to learn Torah. Rabbi Avid Ilan Tari'ah. needed to donate money. The Sidra of the Big Bet Midrash. After Ramana came to him, he told him, Chami my Avit, look what I did. I made a beautiful Beit Midrash. Amaleh, Vayishkach, he said, Oseu, Vayiven Hechalot. Pasuk says that Yisrael forgot Hashem, and they build a Hechal. Now, the standard way you translate Pasuk is that they forgot Hashem, and they built a Hechal for Avodah But he's explaining it, that we forgot Hashem, and you built a Hechal, for Hashem, for Bet Knesset. Yani you forgot Hashem, instead of using the money for Tamadir HaHamim, you use the money to build a, build a building. Okay? That's how he's deflecting the, the praise. Okay. You with me, Ivan, or no? Yep. Okay. Oh, okay. We're now on the top of Tetvam Bet. Tani, we learned in the Brighter. Kachem HaMazbech Motzin Etara uh, we said in the Brayta that the Kachem Mizbeach, they would take what they need, They would take it from the extra betekabayit, which means that if if in some situation they don't have enough coins for the Trumat to buy enough animals to uh, to buy the Kovanot, they were able to take it. From the Koche Betekabai, they could take it from the maintenance fund. Okay? 
and kotshev eremotz ina tano ilayim bekotshev mizbeach. But it can't go the other way around. The maintenance fund can't take anything from the mizbeach fund. Okay. Yes, Sigma. But didn't we learn? Klishi matzu botzor chlebedek abayit manichin oto veasharim kivim v'dumeim lofin bedek abayit. It says that the leftover in our Mishnah it says that the leftover kilim are sold and they use it for bedikabait only for the maintenance fund. And it doesn't say vigam, it doesn't say also for the Koshem Mizbeach. Right? It sounds like you can't use the maintenance fund for the Mizbeach. This is how the Mishnah means. When it says that, it means it goes back to, we, we use it for the Bedekabayit, but you still could use it for, for the maintenance. We, it goes back to the room of the maintenance fund. But still, the room of the maintenance fund is also eligible to be used in the Mizbeach as well, and therefore, it's fine. Okay. You can, yes. Okay. We are now up to the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah. The time wise. Okay. Good. Oh, Hadran Alach Perek Elohim Amunim. There's nothing like. What? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, that's just a Perek. Okay, we're up to the sixth Perek of Shikalim, guys. By the way, we are on track, if I'm not mistaken, to finish the seventh Perek, which is the last Perek, on Monday, if I'm not mistaken. No, the eighth Perek is the last Perek, on Monday, he told me. Which is good. Is that right? Monday, you said. So we'll, we'll see if we could use that for the for the siyum for Rabbi Jamal. Okay. Says the Gemara. Shusha says shofarot. There were thirteen uh, pushkas in the Beit Hamikdash. Okay. Pushka. You know the pushkas. Sedekah uh, uh, box. Okay. Shusha says shulchanot. There were thirteen tables. And there were 13 places that you had to bow when you got there. Hayub Mekdash. Okay? Now, in the following families, they had 14 places that they would bow, not 13. Okay? What was their extra bowing place? Why would they bow in an extra place? Keneged Dir Hayatim. In a opposite, when they were opposite the room of the wood, they would always bow when they got there. Why would they bow there? In the second Beit HaMikdash, there was no Aron. In the Kodesh Kodeshim, there was only a rock. There was no Aron. Now, the Aron in the first Beit HaMikdash was hidden underneath the ground. Before the enemy got to the Beit HaMikdash to destroy the first Beit HaMikdash, they hid the Aron of Moshe Rabbeinu in the ground. Now, these two families had a tradition in their family that opposite the room of the wood is where the Aron is hidden. And therefore, they would always bow whenever they got to that room because they have a tradition that that's where the Aron was. That was the first Aron. There was no Aron in the second one. Okay. No, in the first one, it was in the Kodesh Kodeshim. But afterwards, when they saw that the enemy was coming, it was hidden someplace. They bowed because that's... They because that's where it was hidden. Okay? Now, Ma'asid is a story. There was 
a Kohen who was doing his work. He saw that one of the tiles was not even to the other tiles. So now, it looks like something was there. Okay? He went to go tell his friend what he saw. He didn't finish telling him where the tile was changed. Then he died. So he's about to tell his friend what he saw, that one of the tiles is different, that maybe something's hidden there. And he died. And everyone knew that that's where the Aaron is hidden, and Hashem didn't want him to reveal it to anyone. That's why, in the middle of talking, he died. Okay. I'm assuming that he told him, I saw something hidden, and it's this, and they said, oh yeah, where? And he died. Okay? Says the Gemara. Tani, we learned. Hashofarot halal, these sedakah boxes, akumotayu, were slanted. Tzarot milmalan, they were narrow on top. Uruchovot milmalan, and they were wide on the bottom. The reason why they're narrow on top is, that's why that's why they called it a shofar, because it looks like a shofar with a narrow end. Okay? This way nobody could stick his hand in the top and come out with any, uh, any it's not like our uh, pushkas where you can stick your hand and get change of your dollar. Over here, it can only fit something in, you can't take anything out. Okay? Because we're worried about thieves. Okay. Tani, it's amazing that you're worrying about thieves in the Beit HaMikdash. Yeah. It's just a little wild, no? Mm-hmm. There's no cameras back there. No cameras. Okay, thank you. No, but you think that the Beit HaMikdash is the Beit HaMikdash, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're talking millions of Jews. It's millions of Jews. Millions of Jews. Yeah. Okay. The Aaron. I'm sorry? Kutim. Oh, they're also Kutim. Yeah, he wants to say they're also uh, people not such great Jews, not clear Jews. And they also could come to the Beit Gash. Okay. The Aaron went with the Jews to Babel. Now, there's a mach- that's a machlok, because in our Mishnah we said that the, the Aaron was hidden under the under the Beit HaMikdash, and one of the, one of the guys found it. According to this writer in the Shem Rebbe the Aaron went with the Jews to Babel. And my time, why would they say this? Because Basuk says, in Yeshaya, I'm going to read the beginning of Basuk, which is not quoted here. Hinei yamim ba'im v'nasa kol Days will come and everything in your house will be carried. And everything that was that your grand your fathers took to Babel, you will not you will not ignore anything, says Hashem. And Davar Hadibrot. When it says you're not gonna forget Davar a thing, it means the Ten Commandments, which are in the Aaron. Right? Dibrot. Devar Dibrot. Okay? V'chein Omer also says, Ul-Tshuvat HaShana Shalach HaMelech Nebuchadnezzar V'yaviyu B'Valeh Et Kol Kleich HaMadat Bet Hashem It says that the king said to bring all the vessels of the house of Hashem. Ezu Kleich HaMadat Bet Hashem What is the treasured vessels of the house of Hashem? Zeharon, that's the Aaron. 
Eli, is that right? Did, did I say that right? Tani. Okay. Tani. I'm assuming it's right. Tani. Yeridah ben Lakish. Amar. He says, no, it was in the Kodesh Kodeshim. Is a third opinion. One opinion was it was opposite the woods, the, the house of the woods. Opinion two, we saw that it went to Babel. Third opinion, it was buried under the Kodesh Kodeshim. That's why it says in the Pasuk, now, the, the, that part's left out of your Gemara, but the end of that Pasuk says, it says that the, the talking about the Aron, it says that the, the poles of the Aron were long, and you could see the tips of the poles from the Kodesh into the Hechal, and it, but, you, but it doesn't go outside, and the Pasuk ends, and it's there till this day. And from the fact that it says it's there to this day, it sounds like it's hidden in the Kodesh regime someplace underneath. Okay. Ktiv, one Pasuk says, and you'll see it. And you say it's not seen. Is it seen or it's not seen? Ella, you can see it and see it. It looks out, which means that. Outside the, the two, there's two poles of the Aron, right? So we get the pasuk, the same pasuk is saying that you could see it, and saying you can't see it. So we're telling, we're telling you here that it's sticking out like the chest of a woman. It's you see that you see the indentation where it's sticking out, but you don't see it. But that's according to the first opinion. It was. Like we said before, it was outside the Deir Ha'itzim, the, the room of the wood. There was one Kohen who was limping. He was standing there and he was cutting the wood in the in the Lishkat Deir Ha'itzim, in the, the wood room. And he saw that the, that the floor was different than its friend, than, than its Fellow tile. He said to his friend, "Here, this this version is a little more clear. In this version, he told his friend, come see the floor. It's a little different than its friend. And he died right away. And when he died, they knew that that was where it was. Okay. Says the Gemara. It seems like it's the same coin. It's just telling you a little more of the story. Over there, in the, in the Mishnah, we didn't mention that the guy was a Balmum, that the Kohen was uh, limping. That's why he was working only in the in the room of the wood. And we didn't say what he was doing, that he was peeling uh, the woods. We didn't say that part of Mishnah. And we didn't say what what the words he said to his friend were. That's clear in this Brighta. It wasn't clear in the Mishnah. Okay. Tanir of Hoshia. Hikish alea bekunis. The Kohen, according to the different Brayta, there was other stories. He says, the Kohen, who saw that it was different, he hit it with a hammer in order to make it equal and to make the floor even. 
And a fire came out and burnt him. So now, uh, when it says Sarfato, they're explaining that it burnt not him, but it burnt his his uh, his hammer. Yani, this this Kohen was a Balmum, was standing there in the in, in the room of the wood. He sees that the floor is a little messed up. He bangs it with the hammer to make it even, and the thing comes out, fire comes out and burns his hammer. And that's why he went out to go tell his friend, and he, he died before he got to finish it. Tani, we learned about the Aron. Rabbi Yudah ben Lakish, Amar. Shnei Aron hayu malachim im Yisrael v'amidbar. There were two Aron that went with the Jews in the desert. Echad shaita Torah natalam betucha. One with the Sefer Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote in it, and the Luchot. Echad shul shuvrei Luchot. One had the broken Luchot in it. The Tim Berchacha. V'zeh shaita Torah natalam betucha. Hayu malach bo'al moed. The one with the Torah was in the oil moed. That's why the Pasuk says that the Aaron didn't leave the Machaneh because it never left its place. The one with the broken Luchot would go out with the Jews when they go in the desert. And sometimes they would take it with them to war. When they went to war, they would take the one with the broken Luchot. So according to this opinion, there's two Aaronot the broken Luchot would go to war, and the one with the real Luchot, the, and, and the Sefer Torah Moshe, would never go anywhere. Rabbanan Ami, Aron Echad Haya. Rabbanan hold no, there was only one Aron. Upam Achat Yatsa, Bimei Eli Vinishpa. That one Aron had everything in it, and in the days of Eliyah Kohen, it went to war, and it only went once to war, and it got captured by the Pilishtim, that was the whole story over there. Keriyah Meseyele Rabbanan, we have a proof from the Pasuk to Rabbanan, it says, Oina, you see, that they said, who's going to save us from the Aron? It's something, obviously it's something that never happened. Since uh, the Jews, when the Pilishtim saw the Aron came, Pilishtim said, who's going to save us from the, from the Aron? Obviously it's something that never happened before. You see, that they never took it out to war. We have a pasuk that sounds like a Yudah that, that, that it never went out to war. Because the pasuk says, Shaul told Achia, bring the Aron of Hashem. But the Aron was in Karim, it wasn't at the war. So obviously, there was an Aron that went to war, and therefore it should fit like the, like the other rabbi as well. What did the Rabbanan do with the pasuk of Shaul? As far as says, no, they they are understanding when it says Aron Elokim Hagisha Elayatzitz. They understand that means just the tzitz. Doesn't mean the Aron. It means the Aron that ha- there was a, a different box that had the tzitz and the choshen and the big day coin in it. Okay, we're going to stop over here. Kariyam Mesiel of Yuda. Okay, Baruch Adonai Le'Olam. Amen v'Amen. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Rabbi. Kol Let's see if we get this on. Ah.